0: What is up and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Arc with Brandon Silvers. As always, I am your host, Brandon Silvers. Ah, what a time to be a sports fan. College football is in full swing. The NFL season is ramping up. MLB playoffs are starting and the NBA season is about to start as well. Now, one of my favorite things about playing sports is winning. I love winning. I love winning at things that aren't even really sports too, but I especially love winning at sports. And if you've ever played sports, you know how many different ways there are to win. And a lot of that depends on the sport as well. However, there is one surefire way to increase your chances of winning that applies to every sport. That's right, I'm talking about cheating. All right, now there's been some wild cheating stories in the sports world recently, So I wanna take a look at those stories, and then I wanna take a look back at some of the wildest cheaters in the history of sports. Let's go. Okay, I'm a little bit too antsy to play board games regularly, but I have been known to ruin a game night or two by being hyper-competitive. Now, as I've gotten more mature, I'll look back on these moments and feel a little bit like a jackass. However, there is a cheating scandal that has rocked the chess world that has helped me feel a lot better about my own behavior during Trivial Pursuit. All right, so as we all know, the best chess player in the world is Magnus Carlsen. Carlsen is so good at chess that he recently gave up his title as world chess champion because he just got tired of winning. So this guy is really good, but he was recently upset by a guy named Hans Niemann. Niemann is a Grandmaster, which means he's good too, but he's not Magnus Carlsen good. And in chess they know this because they use some sort of mathematic formula to determine your skill level because it's chess what else would they do and magnus's rating is way higher than hans's and what's weird is that hans's rating has apparently been going up in an unprecedented rate and this was the second time that Hans has beaten Magnus recently, and the second time he's done so by being the black pieces, which means he's got the second move, and a Yahoo Sports article by Jack Bear assures me that typically a draw is the best you can hope for at this level when you have the second move. So obviously, the second loss in particular got Magnus's spidey senses tingling, and he actually withdrew from the tournament after losing to Hans. And when he had to play Hans again a week later, he resigned from that match after one move, Then he released his statement where he accuses Hans of cheating. Okay, so this is chess we're talking about, and I have a hard time believing this would be a story at all if not for speculation about how Hans cheated. I guess another chess grandmaster named Eric Hansen made a joke that Hans must be cheating using vibrating anal beads that are connected to a computer. Sadly, this does not appear to be true, but the internet wants it to be true, and I'm here to give the people what they want. Okay, so my first thought with this rumor was that this reminded me of an episode of Seinfeld. I've seen every episode of Seinfeld. I find it halfway amusing, but I'm firmly anti-laugh track because I think if a joke is actually funny, then I shouldn't need to be told when to laugh. But anyways, there's an episode where George decides to combine two things he loves the most, food and sex, into one experience. And not just your normal sexy food like whipped cream and eggplant emojis. (laughs) He is full on eating a pastrami sandwich during sex at one point. So this vibrating anal bead while playing chess thing is straight from the Costanza playbook. If you only need to feel a vibration to cheat, why would you need that vibration in your butt unless you like that? It's not like they play naked so you'd have to hide it or anything like that. You could even just gently place it between your butt cheeks if that was your concern. Insertion is next level. And look, that's perfectly fine. I'm not here to kink shame anyone. Beyond the Arc with Brandon Silvers is firmly anti-kink shaming. Unless, of course, your former NFL player and current podcast host, Channing Crowder, who has admitted to role-playing as a cat with his wife. Imagine being Channing's kids and having to explain to your friends that, yes, we do have a giant sandbox in our backyard, but no, y'all can't play in it. (laughs) So anyways, if you get sexual pleasure from things in your butt, more power to you. I support you in your endeavors and we as a society need to stop judging people other than channing crowder for what they enjoy in the bedroom floating on top of my waterbed. if you don't know what song i just referenced do better however you probably shouldn't bring any of your kinks into chess tournaments for a number of reasons and it doesn't look like hans did which is too bad because he probably missed out on a lot of fun because a report by chess.com which sounds made up but is the world's top chess platform online found that he cheated in over a hundred games before he was banned from their platform in 2020. Tough year for us all. Now, I don't know if you can trust chess.com since they're in the process of buying Magnus's chess app for a ton of money, and that cheating was online, which would be a lot easier than cheating in person. As you might imagine, the International Chess Federation is investigating, but they aren't too happy with Magnus either for the petty way he's handled all this, from the passive aggressive tweets to the withdrawing from matches and ruining tournaments. I guess they want Magnus to get back to focusing on chess and stop acting like there's something up his butt. <laughs> but wait, we have another cheating scandal and something that some people consider a sport. Social media went nuts over a video from a fishing tournament in Cleveland. Didn't know they did that there. I will try to describe this video in a way that does it justice. Okay, so it opens up with one guy wildly yelling and gesturing at another guy who is kind of just standing there taking it. There's a great deal of yelling and cursing from the crowd as well. Then there's a cut to some fish who are having lead weights removed from them while the crowd starts yelling and cursing some more. And they're even yelling that someone needs to call the cops. Okay, so what happened is fishing tournament director, Jason Fisher, yes, that's his real name, caught the first place team of Chase Kaminsky and Jake Runyon cheating by stuffing the fish they had caught with lead weights and fillets of other fish to make them weigh more and they wildly overshot their target by doubling what the second place team had. Turns out fishermen apparently know fish and the surrounding crowd knew there was no way those fish could weigh that much and sure enough they didn't With about 30 grand on the line, everyone lost their minds. Now Kaminsky and Runyon had been the subject of rumors about cheating for a while now after having unprecedented success similar to our chess friend Hans Niemann. According to Yahoo Sports, which is every weird sports beat covered, they had won over $400,000 in money and prizes since last year. So no wonder the crowd was super pissed. I can't find any confirmation that the police were actually called like the crowd wanted, but this is a fantastic example of why we need a restructuring of law enforcement in this country. There's simply no way that a couple of months at Police Academy has prepped these people to handle mental health calls, school shootings, and cheating scandals. No occupation can handle all these things, except for teachers. However, I am looking forward to Law & Order SVU doing a rip from the headlines episode about this so that when they arrest the perp after an elaborate undercover operation, Ice-T can say he took the bait. We got him hook, line, and sinker. (laughs) Now back to the video. I mentioned there was one guy getting yelled at. That was Jake Runyon. His partner, Chase Kaminsky apparently took off while the tournament director was cutting the fish open. Awful teammate, Chase. Okay, so we've got a fishing tournament director named Fisher and a guy who takes off running when he's in trouble named Chase. Now these two getting away with this to the point where they won over $400,000 in cash and prizes made me question how these tournaments protect against cheating. I mean, just stuffing weights down a fish's throat isn't exactly criminal mastermind stuff. So what safeguards are in place? Well, these tournaments rely on mandatory lie detector tests for every winner. If you think that's dumb, you're right. But you also probably never rushed home from school to watch Maury Povich and learn the entertainment value in hearing lie detector results. And honestly, the whole thing played out exactly like a lie detector episode of Maury, from the yelling to the shame to someone running off stage. So I think they've stumbled upon a great opportunity to grow the sport and make it more entertaining. They should read out the lie detector results in front of a live studio audience, and cut open each fish to check and see if there are weights stuffed inside of them, and maybe even hope some of the fish play chess. Now with all these entertaining sports cheating scandals, I'd hate for us to forget about sports cheaters from the past. You've got figure skater Tanya Harding, who orchestrated an attack on her biggest competitor, Nancy Kerrigan, prior to the 1994 Winter Olympics. So Harding and her ex-husband, Jeff Gillooly hired a guy to injure Nancy so she wouldn't be able to compete. Their hitman ran up on her and hit her on the knee with a pipe. This is etched in my mind because five-year-old me thought that they used a cob pipe. That would have been only slightly more ridiculous than this clunky-ass plan, which did result in Kerrigan missing time to recover, but she came back in time to win the silver medal at the Olympics, and Harding came in eighth. After finally confessing to her role in the attack, Harding was banned for life from figure skating by the USFSA. I think that might be FAFSA, I don't know. Now, there was some confusion on my part about whether or not stuffing lead weights into a fish is a crime, but I'm fairly confident that orchestrating and carrying out a physical attack on someone is. Turns out, I'm right, and everyone involved entered guilty pleas for their role in the attack. Tanya was sentenced to three years probation, a $100,000 fine, and 500 hours of community service. After having her livelihood taken away, rightfully so, she did all kinds of things to make money off of her infamy. She was one of the first celebrities to try to blow up off of releasing a sex tape. Just joke. Was on a variety of those I Love the 80s type shows, did celebrity boxing, and finally had a true resurgence when I Tanya, a film about her life, was released in 2017. Tanya was played by Margot Robbie, and Allison Janney won an Academy Award for her role as Tanya's mother. This led to an appearance on Dancing with the Stars, where Tanya finished third without hitting anybody in the knee. Shout out to Tanya for appearing to get her life back on track, and most importantly, showing the Fish Guys what their road to redemption is going to look like. <laughs> Speaking of people, I would like to hit in the knee the Houston Astros won the World Series in 2017. I know this because they beat my Los Angeles Dodgers to do though, and they did so by cheating their entire asses off. Okay, so sign stealing is when someone gets the signals between the pitcher and the catcher so they can let the batter know which pitch is coming. Sign stealing has been a part of the game for as long as baseball has been around, and it falls into one of those unwritten rules gray areas. However, that's only if you use your own eyes and ears to steal the signs and then relay them to the batter using gestures or something. And you have to be on the field of play when you're stealing signs, and even then someone might get hit in the ribs depending on Brian McCann's mood that day. The Houston Astros decided it'd be a hell of a lot more effective to use technology to steal signs, and they were right they would have guys watching a live feed of the game behind the dugout to decode the other team's signs. When they figured the signs out, they would loudly bang on a trash can with a bat, not a corncob pipe, to let the batter know which pitch was coming. Banging meant an off-speed pitch was on the way, no banging meant a fastball was coming. Now this is another example of such a simple plan that I don't understand how it didn't get caught sooner. Could there have been an even more technologically advanced cheating system at play? Well, if you know me, you know I love a good sports cheating scandal involving something that vibrates. And sure enough, it was rumored that the Astros were using buzzers attached to them that vibrated to indicate which type of pitch was on the way. The biggest piece of evidence for this was the walk-off home run hit by Jose Altuve in game six of the 2019 ALCS. As Altuve is headed to home, he's quite obviously asking his teammates not to rip his shirt off in celebration, which is exactly what I'd do if I were hiding a cheating buzzer on my body. But I mean, surely Jose had a perfectly reasonable excuse for not wanting his shirt ripped off, right? I mean, I've certainly had days at the pool where I wouldn't feel in my most confident. Jose claimed that his wife asked him not to be shirtless in public due to a terrible chest tattoo he had. Right. So the world's finally seen the tattoo. It's not great. Wouldn't want it on my body. But it's just his daughter's name in cursive. If you've ever been to Folly Beach, you've seen much worse. More importantly, if you hit a home run to send your team to the World Series, why would this be the first thing on your mind? Who even needs clothes at that point? Me, a non-cheater, would be in just my batting helmet and cleats by the time I rounded second. Major League Baseball said they couldn't prove the buzzer thing though, so I'll just let you and the International Chess Federation decide. However, they did prove the cheating and let these assholes stay World Series champs instead of doing the right thing and retroactively declaring my Dodgers as World Series champions which is so on-brand for Major League Baseball. They buried their head in the sand with the steroids stuff until someone that everyone hated broke the single-season home run record, but you can't tell me that Josh Reddick and Alex Bregman are more likable than Barry Bonds. There were some lengthy suspensions handed out, and some people got fired, but who wouldn't trade that for a World Series ring? And for that reason, I cannot let the world forget how terrible each and every one of those Astros is and also how Major League Baseball stings out loud when it comes to punishing people for cheating. They'd turn their heads at a fish full of lead weights if the fisherman was a beloved Red Sox player. Sorry for that tangent. Let me reel it back in. (laughs) So we've talked about present day cheaters. We've talked about cheaters from the past. But I want to end by talking about one of the most flagrant sports cheaters of all time. I mentioned Bonds, but it's not him. And it's not one of any number of track and field athletes or any athlete from Russia. And it's not even Lance Armstrong, a man so great at cheating that he made Americans pretend to care about cycling, but not quite to the point of updating our infrastructure to make it a truly viable method of transportation, particularly in communities of color or lower income. A man whose cheating had a saying France instead of France. A man whose cheating was so prolific that it almost led to a cure for cancer and whose downfall led to several episodes of PBS kids show Arthur being pulled from air. Lance was a close second but I believe the most flagrant cheater in all of sports to be Tristan Thompson. This man is a habitual cheater. He cheated on his ex with Khloe Kardashian, and then surprise, surprise, he's cheated on Khloe at every chance he gets. He's had to issue the dreaded public apology after having a baby with another woman while in a relationship with Khloe, and come to find out he had convinced Khloe to have a baby with him while hiding the fact that he knew this other baby was on the way. So when I was researching this, I learned that the Kardashians still have a show on Hulu and on a recent episode, Khloe learned that she has brain trauma as a result of Tristan cheating. Now I don't know enough about science to be able to say how true that is, but I do know that an argument could be made that she has brain trauma based on her insistence to repeatedly forgive him, then act shocked when he cheats again. But Tristan doesn't just cheat on women, no, he cheated the Cleveland Cavaliers out of a five-year, $82 million contract simply by getting some rebounds at the right time and having LeBron's agent. This is a man who has never averaged more than 12 points per game. He hasn't played more than 57 games in five seasons. He has no discernible basketball skill outside of being big enough to get some rebounds. He is six foot nine, and he almost set a record for having his shot blocked one year and he wears the second biggest mouthguard in the league behind Al Horford. He's such a bad shooter that the Cavs asked him to switch shooting hands one year. Do you know how bad you have to be at shooting for someone to ask you if you're sure you're using the correct hand? And then you want to know what happened after that? They made him switch again. This dude can't even stay faithful to his shooting hand. And for those reasons, Tristan Thompson is the official beyond the arc with Brandon Silver's most prolific sports cheater of all time. Congratulations to him. This has been another episode of Beyond the Art with Brandon Silvers. I appreciate you watching, listening, rating, subscribing, reviewing, and sharing. Get outside, enjoy this fall weather, watching the scary movies, and I will catch you next week.